Live from the Acres Broadcast Center inside East Stadium, this is the Husker Athletic Director Show with Trev Alberts. Sports Nightly is presented by the NDOT Highway Safety Office, who reminds you to buckle up and put the phone down. 45 apiece. We've got 9.45 to go in the game. Greasel, chest pass left side. Lawrence gets to Wilcher, nearly walked with it. Here's Oleg with it. Oleg will drive it against Key. Puts it up and in. boy, Oleg. Holy smokes. You couldn't root for a kid any more than I'm rooting no, for I him. I love it. I love it. Throws it way in the back. Get it. Moriarty yep, gets it. Two seconds. One second. Throws a flip up oh! and it goes in. It goes in. You betcha. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's the miracle shot of all time. <laughs> Kendall Moriarty threw a frisbee with the right hand. That's a Central Valley egg three, and this game is over, and Nebraska wins at 80-51. <laughs> You've seen it all now. Giannani Stewart had the defense, 4.46 to go in the third. Shelly Nolik pass underneath to Kendall Coley gets a layup off the assistant Jazz Shelly. Yeah, great job by Kendall Coley, and she's given Nebraska a little lift with energy off the bench. Gives it out there to Zed Key. We got three seconds to go. McNeil has Greasel in the air. Missed the three at the buzzer. Missed the three at the buzzer. Missed the three at the buzzer. And Nebraska wins it by three. Final score in Lincoln. Huskers 63, Ohio 60. Here is your host, Greg Sharp, on the Huskers Radio Network. Thank you. Welcome. It's our January sit-down with the Athletic Director for the Nebraska Cornhuskers, Trev Alberts. Great to have him in studio with us for the next hour. If you want to be a part of the program with a phone call or a text, the number is the same, 402-413-2400. We're almost through this month. How quick did that go? 2023 is moving quickly, isn't it, Greg? It's been crazy. A lot of good stuff happening and uh, a lot of progress and uh, a lot of hard work happening. You... The school just started. How about the length of the break? And Fred Hoiberg was talking about it today at his press conference, how long the break was. We played quite a few basketball games without our student body here. We're glad to get them back on campus. We really are. You know, I mean, the students on our campus just create that energy and excitement. And uh, as we think about our venues, as we think about Memorial Stadium and making sure that, you know, and we even talk to our donors and our fans. They want the students at those games. They bring the energy. That's the passion. And so making sure that our students are at the game, really engaged in great seats. Uh, it's really going to be important to our future. So we, we love our students and we're grateful for all their support and we miss them when they're not at our games. Good to have them back. Earlier today the announcement came out about the spring football game. We've known it was April 22nd. Now you've announced you're going to put tickets on sale next week. Season ticket holders will get a crack starting Tuesday at 10 a.m. and then the general public on Wednesday at 10 a.m. I also love the fact that if you are 12th grade or younger, you can get a ticket for a dollar. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, we're, we're doing our best to make sure that we engage with all of our fans. You know, we want to make this uh, in a, an experience, an environment that's, you know, um, something that everybody can be a part of. And uh, one of the things that we're really proud of, too, is, you know, we've got this incredible partnership with FNBO. I mean, First National Bank has been side-by-side side with the University of Nebraska, not just the University of Nebraska and Lincoln, but all across our university. They have stood with us for years in support. And one of the things 
things that uh, we're really excited about is is they're donating 3,000 tickets that's going to go to military personnel and their families. And so we're just grateful for FNBO. They're going to be the obviously the presenting sponsor of the spring game. They've been for a long time. Grateful for Clark Lawrence and the Lawrence and family and all of those folks associated with FNBO. They've done a great job and, and it's going to provide a special environment. Uh, I think what you're going to see is uh, it's going to be a worthwhile, uh, it's going to be a game. Uh, it's going to be football. And uh, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, what this new version of, of Husker football looks like under Coach Rule's leadership. Two months he's been on the job and I'm not sure he's sat down. This guy has the Energizer Bunny. Trev, he's all over the place. Well, it's it's been fun to watch the staff work, you know, and it's been fun to watch um, you know, it's 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 been a when I say challenge, that's the wrong word. It's been great for our administration staff as well. Uh, this is a group that uh, is a group of workers. They're passionate. They've got a vision. Uh, they push, um, and they're leading the way culturally in terms of work ethic within our department. I think that's really important. But uh, it all starts at the top. Starts with with Coach Matt Rule, and uh, uh, it's just been wonderful. I spent the day with him yesterday in Omaha. Uh, we've been going around meeting with some donors, and and uh, his ability to communicate and connect with people is really remarkable and obviously it's a football coach and he has to win uh, but you start with creating relationships and uh, just watching he and his team work to create relationships and those aren't just relationships with the administration it's not relationships with the donors it's relationships with high school coaches it's relationships with you know prospective student athletes and their parents and so I'm just grateful to coach rule for his hard work um, you know I talked to him during the process and the hiring process about this is a job you got to work at and uh, let me tell you something he He's uh, uh, far surpassed my expectations in terms of work pace, and it's been great to watch. Stephen Bellevue says, no real question. Just want to say thank you. All the sports are looking good. Keep up the wonderful job. Well, thank you, and it, it's really, you know, it's reflective of our people. You know, at the end of the day, we always talk about this, but, you know, organizations and cultures are built not by brick and mortar, but it's by the people, and uh, investing in our people and ensuring that uh, they have the resources necessary to be successful, and so uh, many of them, I did, you know, I inherited, and so we have great leadership here. We have passionate Huskers that uh, love young people and love to serve them, and uh, just grateful for all the hard work and, and, and love what we're seeing uh, in competition so far. Matt said at his introductory press conference he was he was anxious to kind of wrap his arms around the great tradition of this university. I think he's done that in spades in the first two months to get out there and try to learn as much as he can. And I've even heard some of the assistant coaches say, we're trying to grasp, say, the black shirt tradition. What's that all about? We want to do it right. That has to make you feel good. Well, it really does. You know, I mean, one of the things that, um, you know, I, I, I've seen from this staff is is a, a genuine respect for Nebraska and respect for the Husker tradition. At the same time, what I love about them, and this is sometimes challenging for all of us, but we still have to be innovative. You know, we, this program, when you think about what Coach Osborne did a long time ago, Coach Osborne never got credit for, I mean, he, he was extraordinarily hardworking. Of course, he was brilliant. He was a great schemer. He was a great play caller. Coach Osborne was one of the best strategic thinkers you could find. And so when we think about how Nebraska was always out in front, well, that's innovation. And so the real key for, for, for Coach Rule is, hey, how do we find a way to really respect and embrace the history and tradition that is Nebraska athletics and Nebraska football? And at the same time, we've got to move forward. We've got to innovate. We've got to think differently. We've got to be entrepreneurial. And this is a group that I think can thread that needle. 
needle, because that's not always easy to do, Craig. But they're very respectful uh, of everything that's been done here, uh, very respectful. Uh, you know, Matt's had multiple conversations with Coach Solich and Coach Osborne and others just trying to pick their brains on, you know, um, what worked, what didn't work, how do you get this done? And by and large, the, I think the, the, the message that's been very consistent, and one of the things that I think has really went over well is Matt's recognizing the impact of Nebraska football players. And you go back, even in some of our best teams, if you get six or seven or even eight, like they did this year, of the top high school football players in Nebraska, the best teams, um, had about 18, 20, 24 right. kids from Nebraska. That's our culture. That's who we are. That's our toughness, right? And uh, Matt recognizes that, and I, I just love uh, their investment into the state. Well, they certainly have been busy. A couple of those coaches, I think, maybe have been to every small town in the state in the first two months. It's impressive. And I the think they're going there for the food, though. Let's be honest. Sure. I mean, I, sure. every small town has an incredible oh, yeah. restaurant, right? And they're just going out there to eat. Little cafe <laughs> that's got the best little pork chop or something that you can go grab out there. But I think the folks appreciate that. Yes. Um, I'm sure you'd love to see a full house on April 22nd, and I think we may get darn close to that. I really would, you know, and I, I, I um, it's, it's not only important, uh, you know, to Coach Rule and our staff. It's important to recruiting, you know. I mean, this, the thing about this place, and 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 I've asked Matt, of course, when we're meeting these donors, a lot of folks, and I don't want to speak for Matt, will say, you know, what's the one thing you've been surprised about? And um, not surprised, but. I think the power of our brand, the N, nationally, is really strong, um, and and that you know our fan base. Um, there isn't anywhere you can't go that someone says go Big Red, and and I think that's been really rewarding for Matt and the staff. All right, uh, season ticket request list. Um, you, you're getting a, a compiling that for next year to kind of get you. Where's that stand? Are people responding to that? Where do we where do we sit with this? Yeah, people are responding, and, and we're a little past where we've historically been. Uh, we've got 6,700 unique requests um, in terms of season tickets uh, on our list that would that would like to be a part of our season ticket base, and so we think that's a really good a really good sign as we get started here. And I think it's really reflective of the respect that our fan base has. You know, I mean, uh, format the work that they've done. I mean, you know, you, you just look at recruiting, and and I know we're not quite done here. But, um, you know, when, when they started, um, and, and no disrespect to anybody previously, but we were in the 50s nationally, if you look at some of the rankings. And so to end up in the top 25, top 23, top 22, and get some fabulous uh, opportunity in the transfer portal, um, I think it's really reflective of the hard work. But, you know, Matt, um, that's why leadership matters, right? Matt is a genuine, authentic leader. Um, he's a hard worker. And uh, he surrounds himself with people that think the same way. And so when you have that, you know, collective vision and effort going forward, uh, and these are all people that connect well with people. These are relationship builders. And at the end of the day, a great culture is built on relationships. So if folks are interested in getting on that season ticket request list, can they go to the website? Is that Absolutely. the best place to find it? Go to the website, call our ticket office, Holly Adam, the whole crew over there. Uh, you can call our development office as well, Ben Murray, all of those. You can call me if you'd like to. Um, we <laughs> need everybody. Uh, and, you know, I, I'll just end with this, uh, again, on, on Coach Rule. You know, in, in our best days, people felt like they could see, touch, and feel and be part of this program. 
And um, that's what I want too. And I think that's what Coach Rule will bring is uh, that humility that allows everybody to be a part and feel like they're a part of rebuilding a great tradition at the university. Speaking of a great tradition, Dorothy Lynch, home style, light and lean dressing, endless flavorabilities. Trev Alberts is with us. It's our monthly sit down with the Husker Athletic Director, 402-413-2400. Last thing on this and we're going to a break. Update us on the building. How's, how's the Go Big project? Are you happy with where that is? And I'm sure that is playing into some of the success Matt's got, knowing that these kids are going to go walking into a brand new, new, new palace right next to us. Well, it, it, the progress is going very well. Again, I always want to thank our, the folks working on it, you know, the architects and our construction team. want to thank, you know, our, our staff. Uh, you know, this is part of this recruiting. I mean, it's been a really, in a sense, stressful time for some of the members of our staff in a sense that we've got this critical opportunity to get some talent in here to help our football program. Not just our football program, but the rest. And so you're starting to see some of the Go Big project take shape. We're taking all the recruits there through there. You know, and one of the big things that Matt is, you know, it's 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 all about recovery and it's about health of our student athletes. And this is the brick and mortar behind that and it's going to be the premier development facility in the country and and uh, it's really helped us in recruiting. Winter conditioning's going on. Are you a fan of that in your playing days? Well, you know, I yeah, in a sense, it's a big part of it. You know, it's a big part of it. Um, you know, you either love to grind or you don't. You know, the great players, uh, you never looked at it as work. I mean, it was part of what uh, uh, was was part of. You know, you just want to get a little bit better every day. And um, one of the things that I love is, uh, you know, uh, our coaches, including our head coach, are there with the team at six o'clock in the morning. Um, now, some of them have recognized that maybe they need to join those workouts, uh, but uh, based on all those small towns they've been visiting. But the, but the point is um, that that's part of, of that culture that I think, uh, you know, is being built. And so players are working hard. It's a, it's a fresh start for guys that maybe weren't getting on the field that, that looking for an opportunity. Uh, so as Matt said, the press conference, you know, all of that is built at 6 a.m. You know, future successes. That that's that's where it's built in the grind. And so, we'll start with that work ethic and try to get a little bit better every day. And if we do that collectively and build that unity of purpose through hard work and and uh, uh, good things will happen. One of the changes in college football since Matt left to go to the NFL for a couple of years was the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. How has he handled that in your eyes? And I'm sure he's had some questions about how all this thing works. Yeah, he was he was really surprised at literally the change in the two and a half years that that he was gone. Um, but you know, I think you know when you have a coaching transition, the reality is there's the beneficiaries are are those schools. I mean, in the past where you would have to you know recruit that class in that first year because of timing and otherwise, you maybe not had the recruiting class you'd kind of hoped because you you didn't get a chance to develop those relationships. Well, then you know you got to wait for that class to develop for a couple three years. You know, you're trying to get your team to be an old team, right? That's what the best teams are, where you've got a consistency in an older team. Well, with the transfer portal, it gives you an opportunity to expedite, you know, that change. And so, I think the transfer portal is a challenge for some. I think the transfer portal, in a lot of areas, has been really, really good for student athletes. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, players want to play, and uh, there are players that are at institutions that might play in the NFL that aren't going to get the playing time because there's a five-star in front of the four-star. Well, you know, the transfer portal gives them an opportunity to go to a great school like the University of Nebraska be a part of a great turnaround and I think our coaching staff has tried really hard to balance you know we, we want to make sure that that high school class is strong but let's fill in some gaps that are immediate needs to help us get to the development of those high school players so been uh, I've been really really impressed by our staff's effort in the portal as well as you know the high school ranks how much 
influence are you having on recruiting or do you want to have on recruiting? Are you just there if he needs you? You want me to meet a kid? I'll come meet a kid. How involved are you or do you want to be? I will do whatever the coaches ask me to do. I really feel like my job is to serve the coaches and to serve the student athletes. And, and that's uh, probably across a variety of sports too. It really is. Like, you know, I mean, I uh, from time to time uh, I'll have a request. Hey, would you do a hundred percent? I mean, I, I, um, I of course love doing it. I'm not going to get in the way if I'm counterproductive. Uh, I certainly won't do it. But my job is to block and tackle for the coaches and to help clear a path for them, hopefully, to be successful. Very good. Four zero two four one three. 2400 that's the number for you to dot us up with a comment or question we do have time to tell you to buckle up and put the phone down a reminder from the ndot highway safety office more with trev coming up we're back in our huskers radio network broadcast center sponsored by acres they are the midwest premier john deere dealer supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more acres solutions for every field it's our monthly sit down with the athletic director for the corn huskers trev alberts if you want to be a part of the program with a call or a text 402-413-2400 thank you for being flexible this show was supposed to be tomorrow night mm-hmm. because the basketball team is supposed to play tonight, but they're playing tomorrow night because of a COVID issue within Northwestern. That got a little crazy, didn't it, to reschedule that? Yeah, you know, scheduling games difficult. I mean, uh, even when you're starting fresh, but in the middle of the season when you're trying to change schedules around and class schedules and, and all those types of things, it can be challenging. But I thought the Big Ten really uh, did a good job. I'd like to thank our partners at PBA for being flexible with us and, and – um, you know, these things happen, and so you're trying to get the games in, trying to figure it out, and then you're also, as you mentioned, you always have TV, you got the Big Ten Network, you're trying to move move things around, so we, we appreciate the, uh, you know, the patience and flexibility of our fans as well. You know, you think about people that might be coming from a distance who want to come to our games, and when games get moved and plans get moved or times change, uh, sometimes those are outside of our control, uh, but glad to get those games in, important to get those games in, and by the way, I think Northwestern, after being out for a little bit, came back first game and looked pretty good. They won. So, yeah, yeah, had a nice little break. Both the men's and women's teams have been really hurt with some key yeah. injuries, haven't they? You know, they have, and uh, I really feel bad for them. You know, and, and and certainly the season's not over. I mean, this is a team that can continue fighting. I, You know, on the men's side, you you, you like the uh, the leadership with Sam and Derek, and, and those guys can help carry the load. But, you know, I just sort of myself fell in love with the, the style, the effort, and the grit of Juwan and Emmanuel. And uh, I feel so bad for those two because uh, they did everything right, and they worked really hard you know but this is sport that's what happens right injuries happen and so we're gonna have to find a way to overcome that and Allison Widener I mean she's my favorite little player on the women's basketball team again just because of her toughness and she was that person that you know when the shot clock's going down eight seconds left you clear it out she had the ability one-on-one to you know to get to the rim and and, and make a bucket so you know both Fred and Amy have some challenges here and and they'll show great leadership and hold their teams together and continue fighting but uh, feel feel sorry for those student athletes it's just it's hard to see any athlete go through a season-ending injury and you know for Emmanuel it's career it, his college career is over he doesn't have any yeah. eligibility Jawan can come back next year and play but that's really tough you see it all the time in football guys get hurt week four or five and their season their career is over well, the first question I ask is, does he have a COVID year left? Do we still have COVID years? Right. I mean, did he play enough? Can we still get a medical? Uh, because I just thought Emmanuel and Juwan just brought that, you know, just that toughness, you know, that desire to uh, to put in the work, uh, to do the the things that aren't glamorous. And oftentimes in basketball, the players that will do the things that, that aren't glamorous, that aren't necessarily reflective of points, they're the culture that ultimately gets you the buckets that you need down the stretch. But, but Fred and Amy will figure it out. Still got great players on both those teams. Steve from Wood. 
Cliff Lake on the text line says, Trev, the last half held football practice in the morning. Are you a fan of the morning practices or later in the afternoon? Well, you know, I can't honestly say I'm a, I'm a fan of, of of either. I mean, my experience, of course, was, was in the afternoon. All I knew is I went to class at 8 o'clock, and I was done by noon. I ate at the training table and had my ankles taped by 1.30 for meetings, practiced from 3 to 5, lifted weights, and then we went to training table. Uh, I think there's a lot of research. I think there's science around where bodies are, where recovery is. And, uh, you know, the most important thing for me is I want, and I think Matt does as well, it doesn't matter when you practice necessarily. And, I, by the way, I think think the staff is going to continue the tradition of practicing in the morning. Okay. Uh, might look a little bit different in terms of time. But the most important thing for me is 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 I want our athletes to be students too. You know, I, I want them, you know, to not just sit over here and take online classes. You know, I know online classes will be part of it, but I really think part of being a student athlete is being a student too. You know, getting to walk across campus and going to the union and being a part of the student body and interacting and interfacing with them. Coach Rules talked about that as well. I mean, that's part of of a, ho a holistic and healthy student-athlete experience, and so we want to do that. Doug on our text line said, do you have plans for the Osborne Complex once the new one opens? So we're working on that, you know, I mean, that's been part of, uh, uh, and in fact, we had a, a big committee meeting today that uh, uh, was wonderful. So as part of our holistic planning around Memorial Stadium, um, you know, that's, that's what we've talked about previously, too. You know, we had 315,000 square feet coming online in the Go Big project. So all of that programming that was part of Memorial Stadium is now moving. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert in these areas. So engaging the right experts to look at how do we re-engage, you know, that, that space. There's opportunities for us. There's a lot of different thinking around it. Um, there's some integration of academic program as well. I mean, you know, we, we think about, uh, I don't want to go too deep here, but when, when, when Memorial Stadium was built 100 years ago, it's kind of built way over there on the other side of campus. Well, naturally, campus over the 100 years has grown into, and so what you're seeing on a lot of these stadiums across the country is they're trying to integrate the stadium more within the campus experience for the students. And I think that's a really healthy thing, too. You know, athletics needs to continue being part of the campus experience, not separated from it. So we're going to look into all those types of opportunities, and I think the beauty is we've got enough space here that we can accommodate most anything that you can think of that would be pretty cool for our fans uh, and reflective of our history. Let's head to the phone. Let's go down to Kansas. Joe, you're up with Trav Alberts. Good evening. Oh, good evening. Thank you uh, for taking my call. Um, Trev, I've got a, uh, uh, a question or maybe a request for you to consider. Okay. And uh, that is prior to your uh, uh, coming on board uh, and, and with prior coaches, before the spring game, there would be a, a – uh, uh, I'll call it a tailgate uh, for donors uh, that was uh, set up in the uh, Coliseum. Mm -hmm. And the, the program consisted, and you may not be familiar with this, but the program would usually consist of the athletic director uh, making an appearance. And uh, also uh, there would normally be a brief appearance by the football coach, but then there would be appearances by other uh, members of the uh, athletic department. And the athletic director would use this as sort of an opportunity to discuss where things were at, new things that were going on, and particularly if there were uh, building projects or expansions that were involved. Hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed those programs 
and uh, felt they were uh, uh, helpful uh, uh, for me. The other thing that I would request is that if if such an event were reestablished, uh, to not use the term product that was often used uh, with your prior athletic uh, directors. And uh, the reason is it wasn't the product that brought me to continue to renew my season ticket every year, nor do I think it was the product that on the field that continued the uh, sellout streak. Mm -hmm. uh, it was more fans feeling uh, committed uh, to the uh, program and uh, university and the athletic department in general and feeling connected and uh, 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 whereas uh, when the reference to product started started being made especially in the uh, latter years that made it sound too commercial to me which hmm. uh, was not the reason or the or the uh, purpose for me continuing uh, to renew my tickets. But, so anyway, that's... Yeah, Joe, I, I, first Joe. of all, I, I really appreciate the call. And, and I think what he's talking about is, you know, the, the Husker experience and the fan experience can't be transactional. You know, it has to be, it has to be relationship-driven. And I think that's when we've been at our best, where our donors and our fans felt like they, you know, had access to uh, and, and interactive with, you know, the program. And so I'll do a little research, Joe, on that. I, I wasn't aware uh, of that event. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense to get donors and fans in a room, be able to talk about state-of-the-state state type of deal. Obviously, at the spring game, we're not going to be quite able to talk about some of the facilities things because we won't be done with our research yet on Memorial Stadium. But I, I think it's a great idea, and uh, your points are well taken, and I really appreciate him calling. Joe, thank you. I emceed a couple of those, and he's right. We did it over the Coliseum. There were several hundred people in there, and the athletic, it was a good, good place. Well, why did you talk about the product then? <laughs> I don't know that I mentioned the word product. Oh, okay. Apparently, I, somebody did. So, uh, well, he's right, though. I mean, it, when true. you talk about that, it, it feels transactional commercialized. and commercialized, mm -hmm. and uh, we need to be very careful about that. Very cool. All right, let's uh, go up to Omaha next. And Jonathan, good evening. Jonathan, you're up with Trev. Hey, Trev. How are you doing tonight? Great, Jonathan. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Sure. So uh, I'm pretty notorious around these parts for talking uh, about the sellout streak. And I love it, don't get me wrong. I have nothing against it. And I think it was definitely generous uh, to, to keep it going on your guys' end and to give back to the community in that aspect. Um, as far as it goes, though, business-wise, is it on the forefront of your mind business-wise or maybe uh, on a personal level? As a former player and the athletic director, how, how do you view, view the sellout streaks in those kind of two aspects? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, Jonathan, it's a great question. You know, and and uh, it, it, it really isn't a business component to to the decision making process. I mean, you know, your ticket revenue is what your ticket revenue is, and and uh, ultimately, what the way I viewed it, and and as a player, if you ask me, as a player, was it important? I don't know that 
the sellout streak itself as a player, what was important to me as a player was a lot of people were there. I mean, it was, you know, you, you love playing in front of a crowd, a boisterous crowd that, you know, was, was really into the game. For me, the way I view this is th this is about the fans, you know, and um, we haven't, uh, in, in my opinion at least, gone to extraordinary uh, lengths to try to maintain. It's, it's been fans, it's been donors, it's been really important to certain folks who um, take a lot of pride in it as a tradition that, that is really important to them. So, yeah, we're going to provide avenues and opportunities to maintain it because we enjoy it. We think it's a great thing. But um, at the end of the day, um, you know, if we don't have a football program representative uh, of the ideals of our fans, the sellout streak isn't going to last. And so we, we recognize the importance of this year, and, and uh, we'll do everything we can to have the kind of product that uh, people, uh, we don't have to worry about our sellout streak. But I'll tell you, um, in recruiting and other things, it's a big deal. Um, you know, when those young men go out in that stadium and look up and see that number, uh, it's pretty incredible because nobody else has the kind of support and the fan base that we have. Jonathan, appreciate the phone call. Alumni Hall is your ultimate Husker shopping experience with the largest and best selection of apparel, vault gear, and tailgate accessories. Shop there two Lincoln locations or alumnihall.com, Alumni Hall, where Huskers shop. 402-413-2400. A lot more with Trev coming up. Live from the Acres Broadcast Center inside East Stadium, this is the Husker Athletic Director Show with Trev Alberts. Sports Nightly is presented by the NDOT Highway Safety Office, who reminds you to buckle up and put the phone down. 45 apiece. We've got 9.45 to go in the game. Greasel, chest pass left side, Lawrence. Gives to Wilcher, nearly walked with it. Here's Oleg with it. Oleg will drive it against Key. Puts it up and in! Atta boy, Oleg! Holy smokes! You couldn't root for a kid any more than I'm rooting no, for I him. I love it. I love it. Throws it way in the back court. Moriarty yep, gets it. Two seconds. One second. Throws a flip up oh! and it goes in! It goes in! You betcha! Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's the miracle shot of all time! <laughs> Kendall Moriarty threw a frisbee with the right hand. That's a Central Valley egg three, and this game is over. Nebraska wins at 80-51. <laughs> You've seen it all now. Giannani Stewart had the defense, 4.46 to go in the third. Shelly Nolik pass underneath to Kendall Coley gets the layup. Off the assist from Jazz Shelly. Yeah, great job by Kendall Coley, and she's given Nebraska a little lift with energy off the bench. Gives it out there to Zed Key. We've got three seconds to go. McNeil has Greasel in the air. Missed the three at the buzzer. Missed the three at the buzzer. Missed the three at the buzzer. And Nebraska wins it by three. Final score in Lincoln. Oscar 63, Ohio 60. Here is your host, Greg Sharp, on the Huskers Radio Network. Thank you. Welcome. It's our January sit-down with the Athletic Director for the Nebraska Cornhuskers, Trev Alberts. Great to have him in studio with us for the next hour. If you want to be a part of the program with a phone call or a text, the number is the same, 402-413-2400. We're almost through this month. How quick did that go? 2023 is moving quickly, isn't it, Greg? It's been crazy. A lot of good stuff happening and uh, a lot of progress and uh, a lot of hard work happening. You, the school just started. 
How about the length of the break? And Fred Hoiberg was talking about it today at his press conference, how long the break was. We played quite a few basketball games without our student body here. We're glad to get them back on campus. We really are. You know, I mean, the students on our campus just create that energy and excitement. And uh, as we think about our venues, as we think about Memorial Stadium and making sure that, you know, and we even talk to our donors and our fans. They want the students at those games. They bring the energy. That's the passion. And so making sure that our students are at the game, really engaged in great seats. It's uh, really going to be important to our future. So we, we love our students, and we're grateful for all their support, and we miss them when they're not at our games. Good to have them back. Earlier today, the announcement came out about the spring football game. We've known it was April 22nd. Now you've announced you're going to put tickets on sale next week. Season ticket holders will get a crack starting Tuesday at 10 a.m. and then the general public on Wednesday at 10 a.m. I also love the fact that if you are – 12th grade or younger, you can get a ticket for a dollar. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, we're, we're doing our best to make sure that we engage with all of our fans. You know, we want to make this uh, in a, an experience, an environment that's, you know, um, something that everybody can be a part of. And uh, one of the things that we're really proud of, too, is, you know, we've got this incredible partnership with FNBO. I mean, First National Bank has been side-by-side -side with the University of Nebraska, not just the University of Nebraska and Lincoln, but all across our university. They have stood with us for years in support. And one of the things that uh, we're really excited about is, is they're donating 3,000 tickets that's going to go to military personnel and their families. And so we're just grateful for FNBO. They're going to be the obviously the presenting sponsor of the spring game. They've been for a long time. Grateful for Clark Lawrence and the Lawrence and family and all of those folks associated with FNBO. They've done a great job and, and it's going to provide a special environment. Uh, I think what you're going to see is uh, it's going to be a worthwhile, uh, it's going to be a game. Uh, it's going to be football. And uh, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, you know what this new version of, of Husker football looks like under Coach Rule's leadership. Two months he's been on the job and I'm not sure he's sat down. This guy has <laughs> the Energizer Bunny. Travis all over the place. Well it's it's been fun to watch the staff work, you know, and it's been fun to watch um, you know, it's 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 been a when I say challenge, that's the wrong word. It's been great for our administration staff as well. Uh, this is a group that uh, is a group of workers. They're passionate. They've got a vision. Uh, they push, um, and they're leading the way culturally in terms of work ethic within our department. I think that's really important. But uh, you know, it all starts at the top. Starts with with Coach Matt Rule, and uh, uh, it's just been wonderful. I spent the day with him yesterday in Omaha. Uh, we've been going around meeting with some donors, and and uh, his ability to communicate and connect with people is really remarkable and obviously it's a football coach and he has to win uh, but you start with creating relationships and uh, just watching he and his team work to create relationships and those aren't just relationships with the administration it's not relationships with the donors it's relationships with high school coaches it's relationships with you know prospective student athletes and their parents and so I'm just grateful to coach rule for his hard work um, you know I talked to him during the process and the hiring process about this is a job you got to work at and uh, let me tell you something He's uh, uh, far surpassed my expectations in terms of work pace, and it's been great to watch. Stephen Bellevue says, no real question. Just want to say thank you. All the sports are looking good. Keep up the wonderful job. Well, thank you. And it, it's really, you know, it's reflective of our people. You know, at the end of the day, we always talk about this, but, you know, organizations and cultures are built not by brick and mortar, but it's by the people. And uh, investing in our people and ensuring that uh, they have the resources necessary to be successful. And so uh, many of them, I did, you know, I inherited. And so we have great leadership here. We have passionate Huskers that uh, love young people and love to serve them. And uh, just grateful for all the hard work and, and, and love what we're seeing uh, in competition so far. 
Matt said at his introductory press conference he was he was anxious to kind of wrap his arms around the great tradition of this university. I think he's done that in spades in the first two months to get out there and try to learn as much as he can. And I've even heard some of the assistant coaches say, we're trying to grasp, say, the black shirt tradition. What's that all about? We want to do it right. That has to make you feel good. Well, it really does. You know, I mean, one of the things that, um, you know, I, I, I've seen from this staff is is a, a genuine respect for Nebraska and respect for the Husker tradition. At the same time, what I love about them, and this is sometimes challenging for all of us, but we still have to be innovative. You know, we, this program, when you think about what Coach Osborne did a long time ago, Coach Osborne never got credit for, I mean, he, he was extraordinarily hardworking. Of course, he was brilliant. He was a great schemer. He was a great great play caller. Coach Osborne was one of the best strategic thinkers you could find. And so when we think about how Nebraska was always out in front, well, that's innovation. And so the real key for, for, for Coach Rule is, hey, how do we find a way to really respect and embrace the history and tradition that is Nebraska athletics and Nebraska football? And at the same time, we've got to move forward. We've got to innovate. We've got to think differently. We've got to be entrepreneurial. And this is a group that I think can thread that needle, because that's not always easy to do, Greg. But they're very respectful uh, of everything that's been done here, uh, very respectful. Uh, you know, Matt's had multiple conversations with Coach Solich and Coach Osborne and others just trying to pick their brains on, you know, um, what worked, what didn't work, how do you get this done? And by and large, the, I think the, the, the message that's been very consistent and one of the things that I think has really went over well is Matt's recognizing the impact of Nebraska football players. And you go back, even in some of our best teams, if you get six or seven, or even eight, like they did this year, of the top high school football players in Nebraska, the best teams, um, had about 18, 20, 24 right. kids from Nebraska. That's our culture. That's who we are. That's our toughness, right? And uh, Matt recognizes that, and I, I just love uh, their investment into the state. Well, they've certainly have been busy. A couple of those coaches, I think, maybe have been to every small town in the state in the first two months. It's impressive. And I the think they're going there for the food, though. Let's be honest. Sure. I mean, I, sure. every small town has an incredible oh, yeah. restaurant, right? And they're just going out there to eat. Little cafe <laughs> that's got the best little pork chop or something that you can go grab out there. But I think the folks appreciate that. Yes. Um, I'm sure you'd love to see a full house on April 22nd, and I think we may get darn close to that. I really would, you know, and I, I, I um, it's, it's not only important, to, you know, to Coach Rule and our staff. It's important to recruiting, you know. I mean, this, the thing about this place, and 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 I've asked Matt. Of course, when we're meeting these donors, a lot of folks, and I don't want to speak for Matt, will say, you know, what's the one thing you've been surprised about? And um, not surprised, but. I think the power of our brand, the N, nationally, is really strong, um, and and that you know our fan base. Um, there isn't anywhere you can't go that someone says go Big Red, right. and and I think that's been really rewarding for Matt and the staff. All right, uh, season ticket request list. Um, you, you're getting up, uh, compiling that for next year to kind of get you. Where's that stand? Are people responding to that? Where do we where do we sit with this? Yeah, people are responding, and, and we're a little past where we've historically been. Uh, we've got 6,700 unique requests um, in terms of season tickets uh, on our list that would that would like to be a part of our season ticket base, and so we think that's a really good a really good sign as we get started here. And I think it's really reflective of the respect that our fan base has. You know, I mean, uh, for Matt and the work 
that they've done. I mean, you know, you, you just look at recruiting, and and I know we're not quite done here, but um, you know, when when they started, um, and and no disrespect to anybody previously, but we were in the 50s nationally if you look at some of the rankings, and so to end up in the top 25, top 23, top 22, and get some fabulous uh, opportunity in the transfer portal, um, I think it's really reflective of the hard work. But you know, Matt, um, that's why leadership matters, right? Matt is a genuine, authentic leader. Um, he's a hard worker, and uh, he surrounds himself with people that think the same way. And so when you have that you know, collective vision and effort going forward, uh, and these are all people that connect well with people. These are relationship builders, and at the end of the day, a great culture is built on relationships. So if folks are interested in getting on that season ticket request list, can they go to the website? Is Absolutely. Is that the best place to find it? Go to the website, call our ticket office, Holly Adam, the whole crew over there. Uh, you can call our development office as well, Ben Murray, all of those. You can call me if you'd like to. Um, we <laughs> need everybody. Uh, and, you know, I, I'll just end with this, uh, again, on, on Coach Rule. You know, in, in our best days, people felt like they could see, touch, and feel and be part of this program. And um, that's what I want to. And I think that's what Coach Rule will bring, is uh, that humility that allows everybody to be a part and feel like they're a part of rebuilding a great tradition at the university. Speaking of a great tradition, Dorothy Lynch, home style, light and lean dressing, endless flavorabilities. Trev Alberts is with us. It's our monthly sit-down with the Husker Athletic Director, 402-413-2400. Last thing on this, and we're going to get to a break. Update us on the building. How's how's the Go Big project? Are you happy with where that is? And I'm sure that is playing into some of the success Matt's got, knowing that these kids are going to go walking into a brand new new, new palace right next to us. Well, it, it, the progress is going very well. Again, I always want to thank our, the folks working on it. You know, the architects and our construction team. Want to thank you know our our staff. Uh, you know, it's just part of this recruiting. I mean, it's been a really in a sense, stressful time for some of the members of our staff in a sense that we've got this critical opportunity to get some talent in here to help our football program. Not just our football program, but the rest. And so you're starting to see some of the Go Big project take shape. We're taking all the recruits there through there. You know, and one of the big things that Matt is, you know, it's 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 all about recovery and it's about health of our student athletes. And this is the brick and mortar behind that and it's gonna be the premier development facility in the country and and uh, it's really helped us in recruiting. Winter conditioning's going on. Are you a fan of that in your playing days? Well, you know, I yeah, in a sense. It's a big part of it. You know, it's a big part of it. Um, you know, you either love to grind or you don't. You know, the great players, uh, you never looked at it as work. I mean, it was part of what... Uh, uh, was was part of you know you just want to get a little bit better every day and um, one of the things that I love is uh, you know uh, our coaches including our head coach are there with the team at six o'clock in the morning um, now some of them have recognized that maybe they need to join those workouts uh, but uh, based on all those small towns they've been visiting but the, but the point is um, that that's part of of that culture that I think uh, you know is being built and so players are working hard it's a it's a fresh start for guys that maybe weren't getting on the field that that looking for an opportunity uh, so as Matt said the press conference you know all of that is built at 6 a.m. you know future successes that that's that's where it's built in the grind and so we'll start with that work ethic and try to get a little bit better every day and if we do that collectively and build that unity of purpose through hard work and and uh, uh, good things will happen one of the changes in college football since Matt left to go to the NFL for a couple of years was the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. How has he handled that in your eyes? And I, I'm sure he's had some questions about how all this thing works. 
Yeah, he was he was really surprised at literally the change in the two and a half years that that he was gone. Um, but you know, I think you know when you have a coaching transition, the reality is there's the beneficiaries are are those schools. I mean, in the past where you would have to you know recruit that class in that first year because of timing and otherwise, you maybe not had the recruiting class you'd kind of hoped because you you didn't get a chance to develop those relationships. Well, then you know you got to wait for that class to develop for a couple three years. You know, you're trying to get your team to be an old team, right? That's what the best teams are, where you've got a consistency in an older team. Well, with the transfer portal, it gives you an opportunity to expedite you know, that change. And so I think the transfer portal is a challenge for some. I think the transfer portal in a lot of areas has been really, really good for student athletes. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, players want to play. And uh, there are players that are at institutions that might play in the NFL that aren't going to get the playing time because there's a five-star in front of the four-star. Well, you know, the transfer portal gives them an opportunity to go to a great school like the University of Nebraska be a part of a great turnaround and I think our coaching staff has tried really hard to balance you know we, we want to make sure that that high school class is strong but let's fill in some gaps that are immediate needs to help us get to the development of those high school players so been uh, I've been really really impressed by our staff's effort in the portal as well as you know the high school ranks how much influence are you having on recruiting or do you want to have on recruiting? Are you just there if you need you? Do you want me to meet a kid? I'll come meet a kid. How involved are you or do you want to be? I will do whatever the coaches ask me to do. I really feel like my job is to serve the coaches and to serve the student athletes. And, and that's uh, probably across a variety of sports too. It really is. Look. You know, I mean, I uh, from time to time uh, I'll have a request. Hey, would you do a hundred percent? I mean, I, I, um, I of course love doing it. I'm not going to get in the way if I'm counterproductive. Uh, I certainly won't do it. But my job is to block and tackle for the coaches and to help clear a path for them, hopefully to be successful. Very good. 402-413-2400. That's the number for you to dot us up with a comment or question. We do have time to tell you to buckle up and put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. More with Trev coming up. Nebraska 811 says go dig red. Before you dig, always call or click 811 to have your utility lines marked. It's free, it's easy, it's the law. Final few minutes with Trev Alberts, our January show here on uh, Sports Honor. He'll be back in February uh, to update us on Husker Athletics. Let's get it to we're in the knee deep into wrestling season. They've had some really good matches. I know they had a tough one in Iowa the other night, but they'll be home against Wisconsin this weekend. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I'd really encourage fans to come out and support you know our wrestling program. Coach Manning's done a great job and um, going for his 300th win oh. uh, against Wisconsin here at the Devaney Center. So uh, really proud of of the effort of Coach Manning and our wrestling program. We've got a really good wrestling program, but this is this is a big one. You know, this is into Devaney against Wisconsin, and I've got this sneaking suspicion. I I'm not sure. There's a lot of love lost between the two I programs, so think I think so. it's wonderful, uh, you know, to watch our young men get out there and compete against the Badgers. Amy Williams won her 300th game as yes, a college did. coach a week or so ago. Track and field indoor season. They've had a couple of meets. I know they're headed to Lubbock to compete at Texas Tech over the weekend. The men are up to number 10 in the poll. That's really good. And coach St. Clair's done a great job. You know, he's our interim head coach right now and has really taken the mantle from from Coach Pepin, who retired and and really has tried to elevate that program. So, uh, tremendous uh, work. Worker, uh, done a great job in recruiting and uh, has really done a great job, shown great leadership. Uh, he's another guy that really connects. You know, he connects well with the student athletes. He's a great teacher and uh, they trust him and believe in him. And uh, it's great to see our program number 10 in the country. It will not be long. The ball bat sports will get going as well. How about that? That makes you, that warms me up thinking about that. Well, and softball, you know, is, I think they're already out there, you know, or, or soon. Um, and baseball is, is soon. Um, I think they're going to have a fan 
Day coming up mm -hmm. uh, that was announced. And so uh, we got great leadership in those programs. Both of those uh, programs have some great players coming back, and I know them have some some high aspirations as they move forward. So it's just so wonderful to have with the student athletes back, and they're practicing, and you go to the training table, and they're there, and they're interacting. And this is why we're here, right? This is why we're here to serve these young people, help them, help them to max out, attain greatness in every aspect of their experience. Let's uh, stay in Lincoln and chat next with Alan. Good evening, Alan. You're up with Trev. Hello, Mr. Alberts. My name's Al Hanson. Hi, Al. I'm How are a you? 75. Oh, I'm doing great. I'm 75 years old. I hadn't been to a Nebraska football game since I was 11 years old. I used to go to the knot hole section. It cost me 50 cents. Nevertheless, a friend of mine who's had tickets for 48 years invited me. I went. I believe it was the Illinois game. A fan in front of me with his young boy started talking to me and eventually started pointing into the sky, showing me all the paratroopers coming down and the American flag and the national anthem. I'm a Vietnam vet. I should have been killed in 1968 fighting in the infantry, but God saved me. Nevertheless, I was able to stand there and watch all of this. I was amazed. This man found out I was a veteran, turned around and hugged me. Now, I'm going to tell you something, Mr. Alberts. If those people in that stadium, all those thousands and thousands of Nebraska fans, are all like this guy, they are fantastic people, and I understand completely why you get sellout crowds all the time. You and all of your staff and everybody in the Nebraska Athletic Department is doing a fantastic job, and Nebraska has the greatest people in the world. Keep up the good work, my friend, and uh, I support you a thousand percent. Wow, I, I don't know what to say. I think we just end the show there. I mean, what an incredible, I, that, that is so kind of you. And uh, first of all, thank you for your service. And um, yeah, I, I think that's how our fans are. Uh, that's exactly what uh, makes game day uh, at Memorial Stadium so special. Um, it's people um, who care about uh, their fellow man. And um, we're gonna continue doing things like that. We're gonna honor uh, those that served. Um, you know, uh, this is a, this is, we use this to bring people together. Uh, this is a, a unifier across our state, and uh, that's why I mentioned earlier why I'm just so pleased that first FNBO would help donate so we can get military families to come to the spring game. So, um, come to more games. We appreciate you, and thank you for your kind comments. Al, yeah, absolutely. Great call. Thank you for coming to the game, and thank you for your uh, service to our country. I'm going to clip that off and send it to you. You might want to share that with the staff. Yeah, I'm going to do I'd that. I'd like to hear that. Please do that. Good stuff. Well, thanks for adjusting your schedule. Now we go, let's go win a game tomorrow night. Let's do Wildcats. it. We need it. We need it. Very good. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Thank Trevor you, Greg. With us here in our monthly sit-down with the Husker Athletic Director. Folks, buckle up. Put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. We have another hour of sports highlight to go. We'll talk about all the day's headlines. Here's some clips from Fred Hoiberg's press conference today as they get ready to play those Northwestern Wildcats tomorrow night. Back with another hour next. Go!